chat. YouTube won't let me post a chat. Fine. I won't post a chat. I don't know what's wrong with you, YouTube, today. Okay. <laughs> Everything's recording. Guys. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I've been avoiding all morning doing this video. I wasn't even up. I think I got up at 6.44. No, I didn't. I laid in bed for another 30 minutes. I didn't wanna get up. And it is now 9.24, 21. My clock's ahead. I've been sitting here for 20 minutes avoiding eating semi-sweet chocolate chips <laughs> avoiding I don't to avoid maybe doing this because I'm not sure the direction I'm gonna take it yesterday I was just all over the place there was some stuff like there's some spiritual stuff going down in my life right now let me break it down for some people the best I can. I'm going to explain it the best I can what's going on with me. So there are times when I'm on a spiritual high. It's the best way I can explain it. God is unveiling, 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 unveiling things in front of me spiritually. And it's like, just getting slapped in the face trying to keep up with it. And when it happens, it just elevates you to a different degree. Okay, spiritually, you're just like wound up. I can't go to bed, but then I stay up so late and I can't get up. It's like, it's crazy. I'm starting to see and understand why certain people are in my life and why they're not in my life, the connections I had. Now I realized yesterday, most, and I wanna say most, I'm gonna say this as tenderly as I can, most of my blood family I have no spiritual connection to. Zip. The ones that I do, I know in my heart. I feel it. I love them deeply. I've spoken about my love for them. I know they were meant to be in my life. My great-grandma Laura was one. She's not here to acknowledge that. But, but I realized... I've been having a lot of realizations. I'm not spiritually attached to my blood family. I was talking to my brother the other day and I realized I wasn't spiritually attached to my parents. That 
bond I was trying to force, I gave up. And I'm okay without them. I let it go. That made me dwell yesterday. I dwelled on a lot of things. I, of course, was texting my friend Gina, like, and she gets it. She gets it because she's been through it where you get the spiritual high and you're like, oh, my God, all this stuff is coming out. I'm no longer attached to my blood parents. It doesn't matter. I wish them nothing but happiness. So I had all these moments yesterday. And, you know, I talked about, you guys, I talked about reincarnation. I was a little off on it, but I do believe in it. I know it's real, you guys. Reincarnation, it happens. Whether you want to believe it or not, you can believe whatever you want. But until you go to the Father, until you go to God for truth, you cannot tell me the Bible says. Because without God, the Bible is just a book. And I did say that. It is just another book on the shelf. It collects dust until you allow God to show you your truth in it. What was it I saw this morning? I'm going to cover a lot of stuff this morning. God's just got me all over the place. I watched this thing. There was the first wife of Adam. I was always conflicted in the beginning of the Bible, you guys. There's two references to mankind. I better mark this. No, that's mark. I said I was going to mark it, and I'm in mark. This is what I mean. No human could ever break this down for me. God has to show me the truth and he does it in bits and pieces by bringing me things. So in the very beginning in chapter one of Genesis, you guys, this is why the Bible conflicts so many people and they don't believe it because they're being preached the Bible by people who are just learning from a book and going to college and think they have all this knowledge, yet they're not going to God to get the truth. This is why Jesus stood out. Jesus never had a Bible. Ever. Yeah, where did Jesus get all this knowledge? From God. He learned. This is a guideline. God shows us the truth with this. Jesus never needed this. But mankind has taken it today, and, and people run with it, and they, they want to believe just what they're preached, and they don't want to themselves turn to God for the truth. And this is where you find deeper meaning within yourself. This is where I'm finding myself. So you guys, in chapter 1, it says, and God said, let us. Us is capitalized, you guys. Let me get... I don't even know if I'm... <clears throat> so I, I wrote in here, you guys, I'm going to say, I wrote about the Ephesians 5 man and the woman. I don't know where I'm going with this. That was just the thing that I wrote, but I'm not sure what this is going to be. So God said... Let me do this right. God said... Let us... In the Bible, us is capitalized. And anything that is capitalized represents something holy. The only people that were capitalized ever in the Bible was God, the reference of God, and Jesus. Okay? That's it. 
when you when they talk about other gods and mankind, anything that reference they, them, all those pronouns are all lowercase. That's how you know whether they're speaking about God or, you know, the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is God, you guys. So this is another entity. Let us. Who was us, God? God showed me a couple of things. I know a couple of things. Jesus was already in the works. The spirit of Jesus was already in the works. We ourselves have a soul outside of the Holy Spirit that God places in us. You know how it worked with Jesus? Jesus was cleansed from all that fasting. So God knew his heart was pure. He emptied out Jesus of anything that was mankind because that's what God did to me. And then the kingdom of God resided within Jesus because Jesus fully surrendered to the way that God was taking him. So Jesus was a cup full of God. That's why many people say Jesus was God because God was working through Jesus. The Holy Spirit, a lot of people reference it as the Holy Spirit, but it truly is God. God is working through you. That is what God does with me. That's why half the time I don't even know what I'm going to talk about because God just isn't going to tell me. That's probably why I was nervous this morning because I had no idea. He wasn't showing me anything. And I hate being unprepared. It makes me feel insecure. And see how God is bringing out my insecurities? God's clever. Let us. What does... Let us make man in our, let us make man in our, he, this is capitalized us in our, who God, who was with you that day? Who was with you? Who was in the works? I want to know because I've talked about this and it's alluding Okay, I'll allude, but not everything is in the Bible, you guys. Not everything is in here. There is eluding to God having a wife, and she is within the scriptures. I wish I would have written that down. There's also alluding right here, you guys. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then in chapter 2 created Adam and Eve there's two sets of mankind creation mentioned in the first two chapters and where a lot of people want to speculate and use their philosophy and they want to go to school and think that all this knowledge is going to bring them understanding I guarantee none of those people actually sit down and pray to God to ask what the truth is I want to plant these seeds of curiosity to drive you to ask God yourself. Because don't take my word for it. God has shown me some things. And that's why so many people are confused by the scriptures in the Bible. They hear a pastor up on the pulpit speak it. And the pastor may make it sound pretty, but it's not making sense within the soul. Why? Because they're just 
learned something from a book and got a degree at college and now they're up in front of most people thinking that they know something when they truly never went to God for the truth. I had this discussion with a man this morning. He wanted to talk. He believes that the end of the world is coming because of something that was said within the scripture. And he said, go seek God for the truth because this isn't so. And he goes, but the Bible says... Whenever anybody, somebody goes, but the Bible says, I know they're not truly connected with God. Because guess what? Jesus never said, you guys, but the Bible says. He always went, but the Father says. The Father. God. The Father. Everything that came out of Jesus' mouth came from the Father. Not from the Bible. Without God... This is nothing. That's where we find our truth is when God shows us the scriptures. This isn't about just other people's lives. He will show us our truth in the stories that are in here. Just like I had the confliction with the first creation. Let us create man in our own kind. There was a first set of man and women And where I'm getting at with this is they have the story of Lilith who was, she is mentioned in Isaiah, by the way, you guys, this woman. They use different references to her, but she was first created for Adam as his wife, but they had a conflict because she wasn't going to be inferior to a man and she wanted to be dominant. So something happened and she left. You know, she went against the grain of which God wanted her to be. But what happened to her? Her soul was still created. Here's the thing about all these people that have passed. They all had a soul. A soul does not just die away, you guys. And God just doesn't place you in a hell that's ruled by a guy named... Satan, a fiery pit. It's just the, the metaphorical being of what life can be like when we make poor choices. It feels like hell. There is no fiery pit with a guy with a pitchfork and horns. There is not. We become our own demons. By thinking we are above God and better than. That ego and pride, just as Lilith, this story of Lilith, and I do believe it. I know it. God has shown me this way too many times for it not to be true. There are some things God will show you that are not within the scripture that are true. That is why you cannot follow another human being in your journey with God. You cannot. They will mislead you. They will try to crush you. Because the closer you get to God, the more happier you are, the more loving you are. And people feel insecure around love. And I want to share this text I sent my friend. Do I still have it? I do. Dang, we were busy yesterday. 
This is what I sent her. This was the realization and understanding why people around us, you guys, and I've been this person, very insecure around people who are naturally loving and happy. I have been this person. And now I'm on the other side and I understand the whys. Okay? When people around you are jealous, okay, they seem jealous. People are jealous of real love and energy and happiness because when they see it, they suddenly realize that they are missing something inside of them and that realization makes them insecure. Most people live in a fog and want to stay there so they will try to suffocate love and happiness with their insecurities that turn into hate and control. They don't want to see that they are truly miserable and to change requires hard work and pain. You guys, these aren't just my words. I suddenly became this very knowledgeable person. Let me tell you, everything that comes through me comes from God. Every word, every quote, anything motivational, anything loving you hear from me is not created from me. I didn't come up with it. I'm not this magical person who knows all. I don't. It all comes from God. Without him, I wouldn't know these things. He pushed this through me. God blesses me because I give him all the glory and he knows. He sees within my heart. Without him, I wouldn't exist. This Christine wouldn't be here. It's exactly how Jesus walked back in the day. Last year, I made it my mission. It was my passion. I had to know how Jesus did it. I had to. I needed to understand the relationship, the love. That's what I was trying to understand, the love, because I didn't have it. But instead of feeling insecure about the love that Jesus had for God, I began to pursue it and gain the knowledge to understand I had to understand the pain that Jesus went through. I had to understand what it would feel like. I was doing diagrams. I was watching videos of how it would be him hanging the way he did, that pain. I had to understand the pain he went through. To understand and get to the point of understanding the love he had for God. I've got about a thousand different things going on in my life right now, spiritually. God is showing me how much he loves me by the things he's brought into my life even though I didn't value them the way God wanted me to. I want to say that right can only say so much because I'm not giving up all of my stuff. You guys only get to know the fringes right now. Because even I'm still just a 
when I had my awakening to God, the first thing I felt, and many people will tell you this in a spiritual awakening, and yes, I'm eating chocolate because I'm very, I'm nervous. I don't, I feel very vulnerable right now, you guys. I feel like my soul is wide open and vulnerable. It's been like this. So, March 1st, when I had my spiritual awakening to God, I felt like everybody was trying to stop it. I had so many people calling me. I had to shut my phone down. And even then, I still had people beating on my door. I had social services just show up at my house with the police. They wouldn't leave me alone. And all I wanted to do was go down. All I knew is I had to go down in this meditation. I had not yet believed in God. I just felt this great drive that I had to do this thing. I knew I had to lay down in this meditation. I had to do it now. And it didn't matter who was knocking at my door. I was like, you know what? If the police break down my door, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I wasn't. Everybody thought I was drinking. I wasn't that. I thought about that. I was like, if they break down my door and they haul me in and they do all this testing, they're oh, you they are in so much trouble because I ain't doing anything wrong. And how dare they come to my house? I was so man, what it was it was a crazy time in my life. I wanted them to break through my door. Because they were the way they were beating on it. It was crazy, you guys. It was like the whole world was trying to stop me from this moment. And I didn't care. I stuck in my headphones and I laid down. And what I felt, and I didn't understand it at the time, you guys. This is why people thought I sounded crazy. But as I look back on that moment, I felt God's love fill my soul. And I had never felt that before. My soul had never been. That's a lie. My soul had been touched. God is clever. But this is something words can't describe. I felt his love and forgiveness for me. It was so immense. All I could do was bawl and say, you're real. And I wanted everyone in the world to feel what I felt. Suddenly, I had forgiven. Because I felt God's forgiveness for me, I wanted forgiveness for everyone in my life. Everyone. My stepfather, my mother, my father. Those were the major players. My ex-husband. My kids' stepfather. I wanted forgive. I wanted that forgiveness for them. The whole world. I wanted everybody to feel this feeling. And the weekend was just amazing. God took me through some stuff. But ever since then, it's been bits and pieces, you guys. God has been doing this, doing that, healing me, okay? And yesterday was just so many things. I'm seeing my past life with my friend. Suddenly somebody came into our lives, I think, that was in the past life. This whole reincarnation thing, I'm pursuing it. 
I know it's real. Now, her and I have found another person that used to be in her past life, and we're gonna, we're gonna break him down. I'm gonna try to figure it out. I wanna know absolute truth, and I don't care how foolish it looks to people. Because that's how we heal. But it was in last night, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do, I couldn't rest. I tried to walk, that wasn't enough. I couldn't sleep, I couldn't nothing. I was so restless, 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 restless. Like I just, so I laid down in a nice, I have this meditation I really like. I can hear the birds, I can hear the forest. I can just, I feel like I'm laying in a forest and the birds are all around me. I can hear the birds just all around me, it's so beautiful. And I just let go. And I felt it. I felt love and forgiveness. I had finally found it. I didn't just find it. God brought me to it with healing. This, that feeling that I've been so desiring and chasing for. You guys, because this has been a process with me and God. I was on the narrow path for a long time and I finally entered into the gate, the kingdom of heaven it was right after Christmas. I had a spiritual moment with God. I felt myself go through the gate. And I was now in the kingdom of heaven. It's in the book of life. God showed me. I finally got there. But there was still things within me God had to bring out. I want to go that way okay so we're gonna fold this into the Ephesians 5 man and the Proverbs woman how do we get created how do we sculpt one another God uses one another I think about this because I've had discussions with my friend okay want to do this how do I want to do this two people I want to draw two people I draw the man that is the worst and the woman can't be taller than the man that's just not my thing God, right? Okay. Okay. We're going to do this, you guys. We're going to get into this. I'm going to do my best. It's different when you're going through it. Like, God's having me explain it while I'm going through it, you guys. And it, it makes it difficult because I'm very, I feel my soul is wide open. After last night, I just, feel a certain different I feel different I'm different God did something within me he undid something that's making me feel this way like I'm vulnerable I'm almost scared but I'm not really scared because I know nothing bad is going to happen but I'm still very vulnerable like what's going on like 
Should I be my old self, but I don't want to be my old self? Like I'm on a whole new level spiritually. I'm not scared. So, Gina, you and I have talked about this one. I know you'll watch it later. Oh, man, we could make some shows, you and I. We've got to. She has so much knowledge. When we explain things together, it just, boom, it pops. So now, you have this bond, right? And you'll hear people say, there's the old Chinese proverb that says, some people are just twined with the red string, right? No matter what, you will always be bound together. But in the kingdom of God, There is one person for us out there, you guys. There is. You can try to cope and be happy with another person, but once you have been touched by your soulmate, you can't deny it. You can't. Nobody else will ever feel the way they feel, okay? This touches your heart and soul. Anybody else... It feels like your brother. <laughs> That's what it feels like. If I'm to explain it, you guys. The difference in your soulmate and anybody else. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Why am I talking about this? God, why do you make me talk about this? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, you guys. The difference in your Ephesians 5 man, your soulmate, your Proverbs 31 woman, your soulmate. Your helpmate. This person will be able to touch your soul. The other person will just feel comfortable. It'll be a convenience. It'll be conveniently comfortable. I've experienced it. Everything externally worked, but my soul was dead. I felt dead. Now, when your soul has been touched, and I'm going to... Okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. This is making me very insecure. It's making me very nervous to do this, you guys, okay? But I'm going to do it because I've... This is what... Oh... This is why I avoided it. God, this is why I've been avoiding this. This is why I've been avoiding it. I want to avoid it. Okay. When your heart and soul have been touched by your soulmate, you call it your Ephesians 5 man, or vice versa, put yourself as whatever gender you are. Okay? You will feel it. It will do something to you. Okay? Because that is the person meant for you. So now what God will do, right? This is what happens, you guys. What God will do is God will start pouring his love into that person. I'm going to use myself for an example, right? And this person will start living by their heart, right? 
and their love will start doing this, okay? It starts watering the ground underneath you, right? Oh, wow, this is coming out beautiful. God knew what he was doing. It starts watering the ground underneath you. Okay? In most people, you guys, comes the good and the bad. Okay? There's flowers. But guess what? There's also trauma and pain. Okay? Oh, Gina, this came out perfect. Okay? God will use them to use his love through them to water your the ground beneath you, beneath your soul, you guys, metaphorically beneath your soul. And it will start to bring up the good and the bad. It was the harvesting. I've talked about this. The harvesting of the tares and the wheat. See the parables that Jesus spoke of. A lot of people look at it and go, oh yeah, that makes sense in the farmer's land. But that is our soul, you guys. We are grown in the garden of God. Once you are in the garden of God, the kingdom of God, that represents us. That's the parable. That's not what you see in the words, though. But you have to go to God to get the understanding. That's why I know. Now I'm being sarcastic. Now I'm being cheeky. Sorry, God. So God will use his love through them. And it will nurture the soil that starts to grow the things in your soul. It'll push out the good. And it will push out the bad. And that's why you see many relationships where there are struggles. An Ephesians 5 man and a Proverbs 31 woman are not born that way. We go through life. We have all these things happen, which are these things. And we carry them within us until God removes our character defects. That's an AA slogan. But he will use people to do that. And only the right person will be able to bear the understanding. Because God will bring them understanding to why they behave this way. What's going on with this woman? She's nuts. She's lost her mind. I don't understand. She just... It's fine one minute, and the next day, she's trying to run away half across country, metaphorically speaking. That's what happens. Because God is using his love through that person to bring out all of that junk along with the good. And somebody who's really in tune with God, okay? I'm going to take myself for instance. I started to realize when these things were going on. 
I started to understand it was this love that was pushing this out. It took a minute, you guys. It took a long minute. But the reason we tend, what'll happen is, and a lot of people don't realize it, is what happens is, is when we feel these things, we want to blame this on this person. Why? Because it's their love that's pushing it out. So instinctively, we feel like their presence is the reason for all this pain. So we want to blame them and run away from them instead of realizing that it's growing us and making us be better. I had a hard time embracing this. I didn't want to. I didn't want to deal with it. But to be with somebody, you're going to go through these things. Because God is going to use them with his love. It's a cycle, you guys. It's a cycle of love and how it flushes us out. Love will flush out the good and the bad. <laughs> oh, why does this make me think of people hunting trying to flush out the pheasants? I think of my dog chasing pheasants. She was good. She'd find snakes. She'd find pheasants. She found it all. She never, she was always so protective. I don't know why I thought that. And the thing about this is once God has bound you, Forgiveness is eternal. For whatever reason, it's that love that comes from God that's able to have enough mercy and understanding and forgiveness to understand the behaviors that come from this that comes out from the love that God is using from people. That can only come from God. Human flesh can't. I know I look at some of these things and I don't understand it. I don't, I understand God forgiving because I felt it, but I can't wrap my mind around human flesh having forgiveness for this. It has terrorized me. It's made me feel insecure. It's, it's, made me feel less than, and I know I shouldn't, but it does because I see how hurtful this action can be, you guys. And this happens between in relationships so many times. This behavior right here, the unearthing of trauma and pain that get re reflected back to the person whose love is just trying to push it out so that we can let it go and become better. That was all God coming out of me because I don't, I could not have explained that. This is how God sculpts and creates Ephesians 5 men and Proverbs 31 women, you guys. 
This is how God does it. We're not born this way. We're born naturally loving, but because of parents, we mess it up. I've messed it up for my kids. I have. I'm not going to deny that. My children will have things. Nobody's ever going to be perfect in parenthood. Then you have school. Then you have society. And you have all these things that you live in. And we grow up by the time we meet this person that God has ordained within us. And there really is only one person for us. As stated in chapter 2 of Genesis, God created Adam and then he took out a rib and created woman for Adam. Okay. There is one person for us in this world. Many people will stay with a person who's convenient. Why? Because there's enough comforts within that relationship that it will blind you and fog you. Okay? There, there, there can be enough. There's relationships like that. But they're not truly deep down successful to the soul successful. They have deep down misery. I was talking about this once. Somebody brought this up. Convenient relationships. They were asking about it. How does that work? How does it work? It works because the man provides the right environment for a woman that gives him a well-appearing life, she's able to create the life that appears to look good. Because men are visual creatures, okay? So it seems good. And I'm speaking from experience. I had this. I had the life that appeared good. We had it all. The only thing we didn't have was the soul deep down love it was it wasn't there i did not have that love i was an empty vessel i was empty and i tried to fill it with drinking and it didn't it didn't work i almost killed myself doing it i probably would have drank myself to death because I didn't know there was more. Nobody had ever told me there was more. But when you finally get touched by that one person, it's different. You know it's different. At first, it may seem scary, annoying, fearful. I don't know what it is on a man's side. Because you will get triggered and these things will come up. And you will think that this is just like everything else. Because I'm still feeling all of these things. It's reminding me I'm being triggered. So we will feel like this is the enemy and you need to get out of my life. Because you're reminding me there's just things going on in my head. I feel all these emotions that were like before and I don't want to go through that again.
But God is stronger than, than this. God knows the battle is already won in this. This is what I've learned. God has already won the battle in this. And I believe that's the moment I had last night. These finally came out. And I've placed them where they belong. And here's what happens when you give those things to God, right? Every deep-seated trauma in me, you guys, this is what God's been working on for over two years. Every deep-seated trauma in me from my other lifetimes too, from my past lives, so I have deep-seated trauma that my soul has been traumatized from them. I've had to go through soul healing in those. Okay. They're gone. How do I know they're gone? Because last night, I wanted everybody to feel the way I felt. My father my mother, my stepfather, everyone in the world. My soul felt so big and filled with love last night. I wanted everybody to have this. Everyone. I still feel that way. I want everyone to feel this. And it wasn't just one moment, it's lasting. All the things that used to bring me anxiety are now bringing me peace. I don't associate this with hurt. Because guess what? There's no more hurt being brought up. God has finally flushed out the toxicity that came from my choices, you guys. They came from my choices. So I'm this clean garden within my soul, not just my flesh, my soul. God cleansed me from the inside out. You can't work on exterior first. You have to work on the inside first. This is why I'm not super fancy in the way I dress. This is why, I mean, I used to do my hair, do my makeup, all of those things. Those used to be so important to me. But they stopped being important because I, I took that time that I was spending on doing my hair and makeup and trying to dress nice and worrying about how I looked. And I started taking that time to really think about my life the inside why do I feel this way where is it truly coming from 
Why am I reacting this way? This doesn't make sense. God, please show me. And God doesn't just show you in a flash like this, you guys. Because our we are very resistant naturally. So when God shows us, he has to show us in degrees. He'll bring us stuff through Facebook. Like for me, he does a lot of stuff. I'll see a post and I'll be like, it clicks. It's like a... It's like a click. It clicks in my head. It's not going to do it again. There it is. It clicks. That's what happened last night, you guys. I was laying on my couch. And it just overcame me. I was like, there it is. The forgiveness and the love. And finally, God had brought out all those things that I never thought I could overcome. God finally overcame them through me. He became the love within me that pushed them out by using this process, you guys. Okay? And now, for how I feel... I can return love instead of the hate. Because before, when it was all there, it was still anger within my garden. Any energy that I tried to return to the other person contained some hate in it. It wasn't pure joy. It wasn't organic love. If you still have deep-seated pain within you, you guys, let me go back here a minute. And anybody on Facebook, I'm not on the Facebook screen, so I do apologize. I don't know who's watching, but I love you all. I love you guys. I know, Vinay, I saw your message. I haven't had time to read it. I love you. I hope you're healing. I do want to say that. But you guys, for anybody who is still harboring pain within their soul. Anytime you are spreading energy, that pain is going with it, okay? There will always be that darkness within it. And you know what it'll feel like to the other person? It'll feel like they you hate them. That's what they feel. They don't feel love. They feel hate because you still are harboring hate and anger and pain and trauma within your soul. I know this because I was asked this question. Why do you hate me? I don't hate you. But it was true. That's how they felt. I had to examine myself. Those simple words made me look at myself and realize this was what was going on. I may have thought I was all love, but I was still harboring this stuff that God was trying to flush out. 
And every time God tried to flush it out, I tried to suffocate it. I would hold it in. I would squish it down. I wouldn't say anything. Because I, I didn't want it to be misplaced. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to communicate. Oftentimes that's what we do. We, we shut it down because we don't know what to do with it. I was scared. I was like, I don't want to stuff it down. Stuff it down. And then this would build up and just be like a... Just a blast of anger. That's what happens. We suffocate this until it boils over like this. It goes like this. And then boom. Where we can't hold it back anymore. Instead of just letting that love flush it out little bit by little bit. We have to allow it to flow through us. And trust that. That's literally how it feels internally, you guys. If I was to say how I felt when I'm trying to hold stuff in, I literally feel like this. This big black ball of just like the darkness of my soul. I feel an eclipse of my heart. Now, truly, this person probably doesn't understand that that's what they're, what they're doing. They may not understand it. They may. I don't know. I've never asked. I don't know the other side. I've never... I don't know. Yeah, I do know. They feel like they're, they're hated, is what they feel like. They feel like you hate them and they don't understand why because they're just doing what they're supposed to be doing and now here i am god has finally cleansed me i have no attachments to my past nothing it hit me when i was talking to my brother and he still harbors a lot of anger in our past. And I was like, I just don't. I, I want everybody to find peace in God. I forgive them. I'm not angry. I'm so happy in my life. I don't want them. It just hit me like that. Like, I don't want that for them. I don't want to see them hurt and in pain because it would make me feel better it wouldn't I want them to feel what I feel I hope that they find healing within their life even if I'm not in it that's okay and I realize that there are some of us our birth family our blood family will have no soul attachment I'm closer to people who aren't even blood related than my blood relatives most I'm saying most. There's two, maybe a few that I'm close to, that I know are my actual soul family. And I'll be in my next life. And we're here to heal each other with love. 
and now and this is any in any relationship you guys friendship anything now it's an even exchange of energy it's like this it feels like this It's peaceful. <laughs> I get it. I now understand. You guys, there it is. The best I could do. Listen, I do my best. All I know is what God is showing me. Because I ask God for everything. Everything. I don't just take the Bible's word for it. Because it's in parables. Why? Why did God write in parables? Why, why did Jesus speak in parables? Because it, it creates the conflict within us to start examining what we truly believe in. Do I really believe in that? Do I really believe in the way I'm walking? Do I really believe in what I'm saying? It starts to create that questioning of self and the way you're walking. And when you start questioning yourself is when you start realizing that you're not living the way God created you to be. It does create conflict. Creates confusion. And that's the awakening to God, the spiritual awakening. God is calling to you. When you start feeling the conflict of parables... That come from God through other people. Just as God coming through Jesus. Just as God comes through me. When you start feeling that conflict, it's because God is calling to you, asking you to question yourself. He's calling you to your birthright, to your higher purpose, to a place greater than where we are today. I was in a bubble most of my life. I was in an, in an entitled bubble. I was surrounded because I was good at my job and you know I was a great mom and look at my house and look at my car and look at what I have and look at how I'm dressed. Look at my makeup. Look at me. I'm so charming. I had this entitled fake bubble of look at me. Look at what I have. Yet the inside of me was blank. I was empty. Who was I without all those things? That's where the, the conflict will start coming in from these parables. Who am I really? Do I really believe in that? Am I just following the crowd? Why am I dressing this way? Why do I really wear makeup? Why am I really doing my hair this way? I remember sitting there doing my hair and I go, why am I really doing my hair like this for work? Why do I care? 
And I sat there staring at myself and I said, Christine, be honest. Why are you doing your hair this way at work? And not this job. This was a few years back. This is when my whole fake facade shattered. And I said, I'm doing it because I want people to look at me and think I'm pretty. It'll make me feel good to get their attention. It'll make me feel better. I'm being honest. I wanted the attention of people because it validated my worth because I didn't know my worth. But when I started realizing that that's why I'm doing it, I realized that that kind of attention is fake because people were only seeing what I was creating for them to see, which was fake. I was doing myself up. I was creating a whole nother person with makeup, hair, and my clothes, and my attitude. See, every time I did makeup and my hair and all that, I changed. I created an alter ego. Um, and I didn't realize it. You don't think about it, you guys. I never thought about it. I just always enjoyed the process of doing that. But I, I created somebody totally different. Because I so needed that validation. But once I realized that the attention they were giving to me was to not the real me. Because who was I without all those things? Would they still give me the same attention? Who would I be? Who would I be without their attention? Who would I be without my children? <sighs> When you start really looking in the mirror, and I mean look at yourself in the mirror, a real mirror, look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, who am I without all those things? You will start to see who you are on the inside. See, that's why God has built me from the inside out now. I know who I am and I don't need those things to validate myself. And I don't know if, you know, there's some people that watch all the way through I, there are some people that do attempt to call me pet names on here and I don't, it doesn't make me angry, but I do need to set them straight. Those things are false. When you call me pet names and you don't know who I am, how do you know who I am? It's a fake thing. You're just trying to get my attention by doing that. And by me allowing it is me needing the attention. Um, it's a big thing, you guys. This is huge right now. And I was nervous about doing this for many reasons. But I had to do it. I had to see myself. This is what we need to do, you guys, when we're going through something. Even though we get nervous, draw a diagram. Try to dry it out. 
Well, I don't know how it was. I had no idea it was going to turn out like this. But now that I see it, it makes sense. This is how God brings understanding to my life by using the scriptures. So you guys, I didn't think I was going to make it through this. And I really appreciate those who watched all the way through. Podcasters, I will share the link because I, I, I do want you to have the option to see in the diagram. I think it really brings things in perspective. And I want you to really think about your life. Think about, I wish I would know, have known this process last year. I wish I would have known this a long time ago. But I guess, you know, in the midst of it all, you guys, we don't see it. So I hope this brings understanding to why you go through some of the things you do. And, and to give you more faith in the process with God. I wish somebody would have had this out there for me when I'm searching for all these answers. Because we're all searching for understanding. But truly for that deep understanding, you do have to go to God. And God's been trying to bring it to me along with oh, so many other things. But just like this morning, me getting up late and just dawdling, I was avoiding. It's in our nature. We, we tend to avoid these things. I was, I was avoiding. And I'm not going to deny it. I was avoiding for my own personal reasons to do this. But now that I've done it, I'm glad I did it. So I love you guys. Let's see. Oh. Everybody on Facebook, I love you guys. Vinay, I'm so glad to see you back on Facebook posting your beautiful posts. It was very, it's good to see. I'm glad to, to see you are getting through things. Um, Joan, I love you. Um, everybody on YouTube, thank you for watching. Gina, you know I love you. Uh, Patreon, love you guys. Podcasters, I love you too. And you guys have a happy Tuesday.